When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the On the Pony Express podcast. Part of the On3 network. Check out all the SMU coverage you need at ontheponyexpress.com. Now, now. here's your host, Billy Embody. Billy Embody. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the On the Pony Express podcast. I'm Billy Embody. Thanks for listening. It's a short week for SMU football as they go on the road to face East Carolina Thursday night on ESPN. Big matchup for the Mustangs coming off of a bye week. Same goes for East Carolina as they get ready for this 6.30 p.m. Central time matchup. The Mustangs travel over there on Wednesday. But before we get into breaking down the game, I got to remind you guys to check out our friends at BigGameUSA.com. BigGameUSA.com. They've got the official SMU football. There's a little bit of time that you can order the official football of the SMU Mustangs and get it in time for the uh, homecoming game against Tulsa. So you can head online, check it out, get 15% off your order uh, with promo code BEON3. Um, sorry, 10% off your order. Um, but when you factor in that you get free shipping, it kind of feels like 15%. I guess. So check out our friends, BigGameUSA.com. Get that official game ball of the SMU Mustangs. You see it there. They've got it on the website. Uh, Pretty penny, but it is the real thing. It's that authentic leather uh, that the Mustangs play with each and every week. So I've got mine with me on every podcast, and you guys should get it uh, in time for the next Boulevard homecoming. So check them out, BigGameUSA.com. Promo code BEON3 for 10% off your order plus free shipping. Let's dive into this one. SMU coming off a bye week. uh, They beat Charlotte uh, a week prior. We kind of broke that down a little bit for you guys. But uh, now as we get into game week for East Carolina, SMU back on the practice field Sunday and Monday uh, before, again, kind of going through a walkthrough on Tuesday. uh, And then they uh, wrap things up in Dallas on Wednesday and get uh, on the plane to head to uh, Greenville, North Carolina, as Bill Armstrong said uh, on the Walking Strong podcast this week. And look, for SMU, I felt like coming off the bye week, I always am, am intrigued to watch, uh, one, the offensive line, uh, get after it in practice. And on Monday, I felt like there was a little bit more intensity coming from that offensive line, just kind of in some of their drills. And I think that's a good thing. First of all, that was something that jumped out at me at practice. The other thing was that Marcus Bryant, the starting left tackle, was uh, just observing. Rhett Lashley didn't seem too uh, too concerned uh, when uh, asked him about it at the media availability. He ran down some of the injuries for SMU, kind of where things stand. But Marcus Bryant, Jalen Samuels, two guys that during our media vi- availability to watch the team were in street clothes. So guys on each side of the ball that SMU could could not be without. We don't know. Uh, but they were just observing their their teammates going through practice. Wide receiver Jordan Curley was in a red practice jersey. 
that's intriguing. He was getting extra reps uh, this week as well. Just kind of seeing how he's feeling is something that's going to be uh, what we're watching for, I think, at the wide receiver position. Because if he can't go, you're going to have guys like Jordan Hudson, Moochie Dixon, Keyshawn Smith, Romello Brinson that all get more snaps at those outside receiver positions. Kamar Wheaton did practice with the, with the team. Brett Lashley didn't really give much of an update, just kind of seemed like it was still up in the air of whether or not he'll go. But LJ Johnson had a pretty good week, so they'll hopeful, they're hopeful he'll get back in action. And circling back to that offensive line, starting right guard, Justin Osborne does seem like he'll be ready to go this week. He's a guy that I think even as SMU gets back into the mix of conference play this week, you're going to want to see them have a snap count with him. And the reason why is because, one, it's a long season. He's still probably not 100%. I mean, that's just for those big guys, something that, you know, can kind of linger those ankle-ish injuries. And so he's been practicing a good bit. He also took some time in the bye week to kind of recover and recuperate and things like that. Um, but for SMU, you look at what he can bring your offensive line that's playing really well, and you've got to be excited. And I think it starts with the run game, too, because – uh, the SMU running backs this year, you know, whether it's LJ Johnson breaking out kind of early in the season before he got nicked up against OU, whether it's uh, Tyler Levine and his limited opportunities making something out of nothing, um, whether it's Kamar Wheaton uh, exploding over, you know, Grant uh, Prairie View A&M and, and uh, TCU to have a big impact, Jalen Knighton coming off, obviously, his 100-yard performance against Charlotte, including that 95-yard touchdown run, and Velton Gardner even getting some time in that one and, and impressing this run game for SMU is starting to look a lot more of what I thought it would going into the season. And I still think SMU is, is going to need to lean on it as that passing game continues to get a little bit more figured out. Um, and as you enter this final seventh game, seven game stretch for the Mustangs, you hope that the passing game does take that next step because if they do that. It's only going to help this run game. And so I, I think when Rhett Lashley envisioned this team, I, I do think they felt pretty good about where they'd be running the football. And so getting Justin Osborne back is a massive storyline for this week's game. Now, whatever's going on with Marcus Bryant, we're going to watch um, and we'll see. We'll, we'll have boots on the ground uh, at um, East Carolina for this Thursday night matchup. We'll be there. So we'll keep you guys at on the pony express.com. Uh, in the know as far as where things stand with Marcus Bryant heading into this one. Uh, but they do have P.J. Williams. who's gotten a ton of time over the last couple of games um, at various spots on the offensive line. Um, so he's gotten some time. Uh, he's now seasoned when it comes to uh, SMU's scheme and kind of what they expect from him. Um, you still want to see improvement from him. He's far from a finished product, but he's played enough now that you can trust him if SMU would have to go in there um, and and maybe play without Marcus Bryant. I don't know. Brett Lashley didn't give much of an uh, update on that um, when I asked about him. But defensively, for SMU, Elijah Roberts looks good to go, which is really, really important. Uh, he was a guy that kind of got nicked up against Charlotte. Uh, he was a full go at practice on Monday. Um, it's weird saying that, but short week, they were out there on Monday practicing. And so that's a good sign for SMU um, when it comes to going against an East Carolina team that Plays two quarterbacks, two very similar guys in terms of how they move the football around. Uh, you do have um, Alex Flynn and Mason Garcia leading the way there. Uh, they've yet to reach a thousand yards passing combined. This is a team that sits here at one and four. And look, they've played a good schedule. Uh, they they've not 
been shy in terms of who they've had to play uh, this year. They opened up at Michigan. Uh, they've had to play App State on the road. They played Rice and lost by a touchdown, um, and they took care of business against Gardner-Webb. They also had to play Marshall and lost at home in that one. For me, I think, you know, even though um, East Carolina is going to get Marlon Gunn Jr. back, who I actually saw him in Baton Rouge um, coming up through the high school ranks, explosive runner. Um, they, they have, they have some guys that, you know, they have depth at that running back position in a way. Um, they're still waiting on, on Gerald green, uh, to come back. He was kind of a guy that was injured early, uh, in their home win, uh, against Gardner Webb. Um, but they have, uh, Rahaj, uh, Rahaje, uh, Harris. I think I'm spelling that right or saying that right. Uh, Javius Bond and Camaro Edwards. Um, those guys have combined for, 217 yards for Harris, uh, 187 for Bond. Garcia has 177, and Gunn has is, is been fairly limited, um, just just 12 carries on the season. But he's got that explosiveness that I've seen in person. And a run game that isn't – I mean, it's not in shambles. And remember, they've they've played Michigan. They've, play, they've played some good teams. Averaging 3.9 yards per carry – Think and I'm not trying to oversell, you know, East Carolina and where they stand going into this game, but this is one of those games that just when you look at the schedule and we talk about it before the season, I said this is probably the game that scares me the most outside of Memphis. Might have even said this game scares me more than Memphis, just because Thursday night it's a rowdy environment there in Greenville uh, at Dowdy uh, Ficklin Stadium. I mean, they they have had success on this um, boneyard night is what what the, what it's called on Thursday where they're going to wear the blackout uniforms. UCF uh, lost them last year for this game. And um, SMU, a couple years ago when Sonny Dykes was at the helm, they got blown out uh, on the road um, when they were a, a good SMU team as part of kind of the wheels falling off the wagon there in that 2020 season. Um, but this is a team that plays really, really hard at home. And if this offense can get anything going, SMU is going to have to match that. And, you know, for this offense, Alex Flynn, Mason Garcia, whoever is back there at quarterback, uh, they haven't been able to accomplish much in the passing game, which does give me a good bit of confidence in terms of how the defense can approach this. Uh, this this passing attack has two touchdowns on the year to seven interceptions. Uh, so that's just kind of an idea of what they're um, going up against. If you stop the run and you force these quarterbacks to beat you, Maybe this is where SMU can stay, take a step in the turnover department and make things happen um, defensively. Because again, SMU is really, really strong uh, defensively so far this season, and that's just a reality of where they've where they've been. So um, SMU is is going to have a chance here to um, make things happen, and and, and I think we're going to be watching a game that that will kind of have you maybe on the uh, edge edge of your seat a little bit. Um, so, uh, to do that, you're going to have to be, um, really well, well fed, have a good meal in you for this 6 30 PM game. And that's why, uh, I turned to our friends at HelloFresh. Uh, HelloFresh is a newish partner with on the pony express. Uh, they do an unbelievable job and that's why they're America's number one meal kit. I've not been a HelloFresh user before. So when they approached us, this was a no brainer. Um, it's busy 
uh, for me uh, with my crazy schedule of football. We've got a baby that's on the way. And so we're kind of prepping the house and running all over. Um, and that's why HelloFresh makes it easy to fall back into, uh, you know, a really exciting mealtime to kind of end the day. They have over 40 recipes to choose from every week. So there's always something delicious to discover with HelloFresh. And even though my fall can feel jam-packed, I'm sure yours can as well, HelloFresh makes whipping up a home-cooked dinner actually doable. And they have the quick and easy options, including their 15-minute meals. That's less time than it takes to actually get a delivery, which is nice. And with everything pre-portioned and delivered right to your door every week, it really is a no-brainer. And that's what I like, too, is you're at the grocery store, if you're going to make a meal, and I like to cook, but I know that if I go in there and I'm going to make uh, pasta and, and, and do my big uh, intensive meatball recipe, which is pretty good, uh, gotta gotta say, I've got to buy all the things uh, from the ingredients and the seasoning. Well, HelloFresh already has that portioned out into what I would need to make their meal. So that's nice. Um, really love just how I think healthy it is. You know, that's something we're obviously watching pretty closely as uh, Michelle is with child. We're trying to eat right and do it the right way. And so we've really enjoyed the meals that HelloFresh has put together for us. And again, they have all sorts of different avenues when it comes to whether you want your meat and potatoes or meat and veggies. You can go all veggie, you can go family friendly. Like I said, the quick and easy. Uh, they've got all sorts of different ways that they can impress whoever you're cooking for, whether it's just you and your wife or you and your significant other or a group of people. So you, they can kind of control the portion, um, control over overall um, when it comes to that. We loved uh, the, the tenderloin uh, meal that we had uh, just last week. So uh, really appreciate HelloFresh and, and what they're doing for us. Um, and that's why you need to go to HelloFresh.com slash 50pony. That's the number 50pony and use code 50pony for 50% off your order, plus free shipping. HelloFresh.com slash 50pony, promo code 50pony, for 50% off, plus free shipping. Again, America's number one meal kit. I love it. Always a fan now of HelloFresh. So shout out to HelloFresh. They'll get your pregame meal ready for you. Well, they'll ship it to you. You've got to get it ready. But that's the fun. Coming off of the bye week for SMU, I think the biggest question mark and, you know, the good thing about being around the team, just about every availability is we all know the storylines at this point. And you have this defense that sits inside the top 30 um, in terms of total total defense. Um, I'm pretty sure they're right inside there. And we see what the offense has the potential to be. But this is an opportunity for this offense to take a massive step in the right direction and go against a team that is rather good defensively. Um, this is not a run of the mill kind of one in four team. And I've said that they've, they've been able to make things happen from um, a defensive perspective. They're giving up uh, 21 points per game, uh, which is really impressive. They're one on one at home. Um, and so they're coming off a game that they probably got a little bit of positivity around them, uh, but they are still one and four. And so what's kind of their goal from here? Well, they've come, they've come off the bye week. They got the chance to get a little healthier um, and they are healthy for the most part going into this game, but they're going to have that raucous environment. 
on ESPN. Maybe they'll have some some um, uh, kind of wrinkles installed for this week that SMU hasn't seen on tape. Um, and look, Scott Simons has said this a couple times now since that OU game. They saw it against TCU, that kind of running back up the slot um, play that, that OU ran for a touchdown with Marcus Major. Uh, it's a copycat, you know, game. It, it really is. You see it on film. You say, oh, well, we're going to eventually install that and and have it in the bag. What else is East Carolina going to have? But defensively, they are kind of exotic, similar to Oklahoma. They're going to throw some different looks at you in the pat, uh, in the um, in their coverages and things like that, which is something to keep an eye on uh, overall. And their defense, they're preparing for this tempo. Gardner Webb was a team they played earlier this year, and again, the talent isn't the same by any means, but it is a team that goes up tempo, and that's something that East Carolina has seen before. So it's worth noting that when it comes to the tempo. Uh, that SMU's defense is going to, or SMU's offense is going to present to East Carolina. That team is going to be a little bit ready for it. Again, it's a far cry from Michigan, the slowest offense in the country. I think it was at least last week or the week before when I saw them. But um, this ECU team has played a team like SMU that likes to push the tempo a good bit. Um, and I think for me, starting fast is critical for SMU because you're, Facing an East Carolina team that wants to play spoiler, they want to feed into this crowd. Javius Bond and Chase uh, Sowell uh, for East Carolina, they had big performances. Um, they are playing with a little bit of confidence. They're younger guys on the team, and they're not going to now shy away after they got that road experience against Rice. They maybe built a little bit of confidence. It was a loss, but defense is playing well. It's imperative, and I know we've said this two road games already this year. It's important for SMU to punch it in on the opening drive and score a touchdown. It it changes the complexion of the game. It, it really has a chance to. And I think that's something that's critical when it comes to this one is, is can SMU do that? Can they finish the job? And and Preston Stone was talking about it this week and, and just called it a mindset. Uh, it is an um, absolute mindset uh, mentality to punch it in from the goal line or in the red zone. And that's something they, I feel like worked on. And, and Preston, I feel like this week during his media availability was, was pretty, was pretty passionate. Um, not that he's not, we know what Preston stone brings to the table as far as a passion perspective. Um, and it's something that has really, you know, been talked about a lot throughout his career, but he, he really, it felt like he was almost sticking up for his offense a little bit. He talked about, you know, in the big picture of things and what they want to accomplish, why can they get it right? It's because the guys come in and come in and attack things with a strong mentality. He said, people have no idea what's going on with certain players in their personal lives or this or that. And they come into that building and they put their head down and they focus in and they go to work. That mentality on the practice field and in the football operations building has to turn into that same mentality and drive on the field when it comes down to the red zone, something that SMU has been hit or miss with when it comes to scoring touchdowns. And it seems like a broken record, but guess what? When you're five games into the season and you haven't necessarily yeah, – they're coming off an efficient game, but kind of a weird game against Charlotte, and we've covered that but you haven't seen a very kind of normal game play out where they have been 
efficient punching the football in in the red zone for touchdowns. And so my biggest goal for SMU this week on the road at East Carolina is punching in the football for touchdowns. It's got to happen. It is something where if they can get it done this week, they fly back late Thursday night. They'll get to rest on Friday, I'm sure. Coaches will probably be out recruiting Friday and a little bit of Saturday maybe if there's some Saturday games out there. But then you get back in there and you feel so much better about yourself. And then you've got a little bit of a, not a short week, but just by the time you get back, you go over things or whatever, you're right back at a short week again, but you're going on the road to face a Temple team that's just not that good. So for SMU, if they can start fast in this one, take this crowd out of the game, it's imperative. And there's so many different angles to East Carolina. There's, hey, their defense isn't playing that bad. Their offense is very much a mixed bag. You know, how much of, can you really rely on them to score any type of points? Probably not. I mean, look at, you know, having two quarterbacks. They have a lot of young players that are having to play and do all those things. But again, this home game for them is worth something. It really is. It, it's a um, it's an opportunity to really ruin SMU season early on. Not that a loss would knock them out of the AAC championship contention by any means. You have a game against Memphis. You have um, you know Tulane. You don't play things like that. But man, then you've got to go. Then it's a different mentality. You've got to go, well, we got we have to win six straight. So it's just really, really difficult for SMU where if you don't start fast and you let East Carolina hang around, it's got the – this has all the makings of a game where you're like, Ooh. right? I mean, last time SMU went there, we know the story. It was a brutal beatdown um, at the hands of the Pirates. Now, the last time Rhett Lashley was involved with this game – uh, they were able to win 59-51 at home in an unbelievable game uh, at Ford Stadium back in 2019. Um, and Mike Houston was the head coach there. So um, there is a lot um, of opportunities for SMU to kind of right some wrongs once again, avenge that loss uh, to East Carolina in the 2020 season. There's a couple guys, um, I think, that are – Still on that on this team from that game, so I'm sure it's going to be talked about in the locker room. Uh, hey, we've got to come out and um, you know step up and and take this game and take it by um, force. And and that's why uh, it's really critical. SMU starts fast offensively. On the flip side of things, CJ Sanders grabbed an interception last game against Charlotte. Got a little bit of maybe positivity on the turnover side of things for SMU in that case. Well, now you look at East Carolina, they're plus one um, in the turnover margin, uh, which is really good over their last three games. And so you take out the Michigan game, um, you know, you, you see what they've done uh, the last three games. Again, Gardner-Webb, you can kind of factor that in there. Um, but this is a team that is good at taking taking the football away from you. Uh, they finished plus thir 13 in turnover margin last year, 10 force fumbles, so Really got to hold on to that football tight if you're the SMU offense. Um, and on the flip side of that, if this defense can take take advantage of two quarterbacks that have thrown seven interceptions uh, over the course of five games, that's a good thing for SMU. That's what you really, really want to see out of this defense is the continued next step because they have done 
a terrific job of keeping SMU in games this season. They've done a terrific job of putting SMU in position to win football games this season. Um, and the offense, they just have to kind of continue to pick up the pace here. Um, SMU's had over 350 yards uh, in every single game this season. They've had at least eight receivers catch a pass in every single game this year. Um, but on the road, they haven't been able to put it together for a win yet. You've faced Oklahoma, you've faced TCU, two teams that power conference opponents, kind of what you aspire to be. Now you've got to take care of business on the road in league play, which is never easy to do. This line has jumped from nine and a half, I think is what it opened uh, at, to 12-ish. Uh, so again, it kind of has that making of, well, SMU better start fast. And if you're planning on attending uh, this one, we encourage you guys to use our friends at GameTime. Go to GameTime.co or use the GameTime app to get the latest and greatest ticket deals from our friends at GameTime. And I think a couple people have reached out to me just looking for easier ticket buying experiences. I know a couple years back, I had an awful, awful experience with another service and Game time is not around or it hasn't caught hadn't caught on at that point like it is now. It's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. That game time app is so easy. Um, it's easy to find last minute tickets. You don't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event, whether it's a concert, whether it's a sporting event, uh, comedy show, whatever. They've got all the killer last minute deals. And you see the flash deals there on the screen if you're watching on our YouTube channel or watching it on theponyexpress.com. Boom, 10% off. You can get into the building for three bucks. I know we're really talking about spending some money here. You can sit right behind the SMU bench for 45 bucks a ticket. And the best part is use the promo code PONY for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply, create an account and redeem code PONY. That's P-O-N-Y for $20 off your first, first purchase. When you download the GameTime app, Create that account and use that code PONY for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, flash deals, zone deals, whatever. They've got that lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, job loss protection, etc. This is your opportunity to use game time. It's so easy. That's why they're the fastest growing ticketing app. And with that game time guarantee means you'll get the best price. If you find tickets elsewhere for the same in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now as we get into prediction time for this one, look, SMU uh, is going to be a team that is heavily favored in this matchup with East Carolina. Uh, they come into this game um, now 12 and a half point favorites in this one. Uh, from what I saw, I'm kind of looking it up right now to check. Um, but yes, uh, SMU favored by 12 and a half points. The over under of 51 and a half points. 
has been set for this one. And if you go and look at SMU this season, Harlan, they were able to score 16 points. TCU put up 34. We know there was a last-minute touchdown in that one. Prairie View A&M, shutout. Oklahoma, 28. Louisiana Tech, 14. You could make the case that SMU has not allowed more than 30 points truly playing defense this season. I know you're kind of moving the goalposts on the TCU game, but really, this defense has been able to force field goals. They've been able to step up when they've needed to. For the most part, this is a defense that is going to keep, I think, this East Carolina team to probably about 16, 17 points again. So if you're looking at that over under 51 and a half, man, that means SMU has to get around, what, 34 points uh, I think if my math, yeah, 34 points to really be at that striking point with that over. And for me, I look at this game and you go on the road and SMU has been able to run the ball decently as of late, you know, rather good as of late against Oklahoma. It was kind of hit or miss. I think this is the game where the SMU running backs are really going to have an opportunity to make some big plays. I, I, I do. And, East Carolina, they're physical. They've got some size. They've got um, some talent on that defense. Again, just giving up 21 points per game. It's pretty impressive overall. Um, I, I like SMU in this one. I think it's a game that I don't, I, I don't know if the offense can can hit that 30 point mark. And you know, I know that they just came off that um, Charlotte game, but. This is this is a um, you know offense that hasn't been able to be just consistently dominant, and I think East Carolina is playing better physical, fundamental defensive football for the most part. I know they have some scores that have kind of gotten away from them, but I don't know. I and, and maybe it's just kind of a mood coming off the bye week here, but. I feel like SMU has to show me that they can that they can do this on the road. At if this game was at home, I would probably be picking SMU 42-17, something like that. East Carolina, I just at home Thursday night, things can get weird. This is a team that, you know, just they've been they've been able to play a little bit better at home overall. Um again, they've only had two home games, one being Marshall, um, which you know, just lost their first game. Uh, Gardner Webb, obviously, throwaway game. But I, I look at that Marshall game, and that's a Marshall team that is you know pretty solid. And to give up 31 points in that one, not bad. I think that's probably where SMU needs to be at um, to comfortably win this one, which is the goal. Um, so I'm kind of torn on this one. I I I feel like SMU can get to 28. Um, I think they can get to 35. I think they just so far this year. They haven't clicked at a full clip yet. And that's where I just kind of struggle against Charlotte. That score, SMU was in complete control. Charlotte burned a bunch of clock off. Maybe that score is worse if you're kind of looking at a more traditional game and the amount of drives and things like that. It could it could very well have been way worse. You know, SMU is in complete control. Still need that offense on the road to show me they can do it. But I'm going to go with the SMU. 31, I'm going to go East Carolina, 16. I, I think this defense has just been able to play some really good football. I don't necessarily worry about them 
much at all when it comes to games. So I feel like SMU can step up and win this one and, and take care of business. So um, we'll be watching this one again live uh, on Thursday night, East Carolina, SMU, 6.30 p.m. Central on ESPN. Um, but wanted to leave you guys with a few uh, recruiting notes um, to uh, end this podcast. I did get a chance uh, to go out and see Kuan Lacey, the Lancaster running back who's battling a little bit of injury when I went and saw him uh, play Tyler, Texas, um, and SMU. Again, continuing to push there for our On the Pony Express subscribers. We had an update for you guys on him. Um, big physical running back. And then uh, Derek McFall, UCLA commitment that SMU is still after. They hosted him for an official visit for that Charlotte game. Um, I saw him as well. Really productive uh, pass catcher last week that I got eyes on. Um, and I feel like SMU sitting in a, in a pretty good spot there uh, for Derek McFall. He's not necessarily going to be a layup by any means to, uh, to flip. But when you look at what they've been able to do from uh, a recruiting perspective on that one, They've done a really nice job getting him to visit, um, getting him to um, get to campus with his family and get another look at what SMU and that option could be for him. So we're watching that one really closely as well. Obviously, uh, SMU is on the road again next week at Temple, um, and then they return home for homecoming uh, when they'll play Tulsa um, on uh homecoming weekend and that's October 28th. Um, yes, 28th, they'll host Tulsa for homecoming. So that'll be the next time that guys can visit. But uh, this staff continues to hit the recruiting trail hard. If you haven't subscribed to OnThePonyExpress.com, it's just a dollar for your first month. And it's a good opportunity to get there and see what you're missing as far as recruiting news and notes. Um, the transfer portal window is rapidly approaching. That's going to be absolutely wild for SMU and I expect huge things from them uh, when transfer portal season comes. Um, they have a chance to finish up this 2024 class with a couple big names. And so be sure to keep it locked in on the Pony Express for the latest recruiting notes and news um, as SMU looks to close out the tw this 2024 class and keep the ball rolling on an impressive 2025 class before this transfer portal window gets going in December. So with that, guys, going to close out this edition of the podcast. We'll have our after staying show, fingers crossed. I don't have to do it from the hotel in Greenville. Um, hopefully I can knock it out at the stadium, but stay tuned for updates on when we'll have that broadcast live after the game, ESPN, 6.30 p.m. Central time game. We'll have your coverage there at East Carolina. And then if you're, um, you know, a members only uh, on the Pony Express YouTube channel member, we'll have our latest episode on Friday. I'll record that from the hotel and kind of give my thoughts on a bunch of different things. SMU's hitting the road recruiting is on Friday as well because they play on Thursday. So again, subscribe to OnThePonyExpress.com for just a dollar for your first month. Join, see what it's all about. The message board's popping during game. So with that, guys, going to wrap up this edition of the podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed it and enjoy SMU East Carolina Thursday night, 6.30 p.m. Central on ESPN. Thanks for listening. Have a good Thanks for listening to the On the Pony Express podcast with Billy Embody. Follow us on your socials on X at SMU on three and on Instagram at on three SMU. And keep it locked to OnThePonyExpress.com for more coverage. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.